Hi everyone, welcome back to another lesson. This lesson is on the condition known as beriberi. So we're going to talk about wet versus dry beriberi, and we're going to talk about the signs and symptoms, how it's diagnosed, and how it's treated in this lesson. So beriberi is a condition due to a deficiency of thiamine, or vitamin B1. Vitamin B1, or thiamine, is required for energy metabolism. It is utilized for enzymatic processes that are necessary for glucose metabolism and some other metabolic functions. Now, vitamin B1 is acquired from the diet, and it's present in almost all foods. Now, there are certain foods that have higher levels of vitamin B1, and these include chicken, pork, and some grains as well. Now, I mentioned this before, we're going to talk about two conditions in this lesson, wet beriberi and dry beriberi. These are two separate conditions that are both caused by a deficiency of thiamine, but they have different pathophysiologies and different signs and symptoms. So we're going to talk about both of them in this lesson. Now let's talk about some of the causes of beriberi. Now the causes of beriberi are going to be the causes of vitamin B1 deficiency because vitamin B1 deficiency is what's going to lead to beriberi. So one of the causes of vitamin B1 deficiency is poor dietary intake. So this makes sense. We're acquiring vitamin B1 from our diet. So if we're not getting enough from our diet, that's going to be a cause of a vitamin B1 deficiency. Vitamin B1 has a very limited, short-lived storage. So we have to continuously replenish our stores of vitamin B1. So a lot of times, poor dietary intake as a cause of vitamin B1 deficiency is going to be in individuals who eat very little. Now, another category of causes of vitamin B1 deficiency is decreased absorption. So we might be consuming enough vitamin B1 in our diet, but we're not able to absorb it from our gastrointestinal tract efficiently. So decreased absorption can occur in conditions like celiac disease or Crohn's disease. Another category of causes of vitamin B1 deficiency is increased utilization. So you might be getting enough in your diet, you might be absorbing it well, but you're actually needing more than you're actually getting in your diet. So increased utilization can occur in certain situations. One of them being pregnancy. Patients who are pregnant are going to utilize more vitamin B1, so that is going to consume vitamin B1 and possibly lead to a deficiency of thiamine. Some medical conditions like hyperthyroidism, so an overactive thyroid, can lead to consumption of vitamin B1. And another situation where we may see increased utilization is in patients who actually are consuming a high level of carbohydrates and very little of other food groups. So in the case of a very high level of carbohydrate consumption, carbohydrate metabolism consumes vitamin B1. So this can lead to overutilization of vitamin B1, especially if you're not getting vitamin B1 from other sources as well. So this can also be a cause. And then another category of causes is increased losses. So this can often be found in patients who abuse alcohol. This can lead to a diuresis or increased urine excretion of vitamin B1 or thiamine. So this can be one of the reasons why patients with issues with alcohol abuse can have a vitamin B1 deficiency. Now, when a patient actually does become deficient in vitamin B1 or thiamine, they can experience different medical conditions depending on what system of the body is affected. So one arm of medical conditions that can be caused by vitamin B1 deficiency is Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. So Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome is a condition affecting the central nervous system. What happens is a patient will first get Wernicke syndrome, and then with prolonged vitamin B1 deficiency, it can ultimately lead to Korsakoff syndrome. So it can lead to damage to certain areas of the brain that leads to issues with anterior and retrograde amnesia. 
and some other issues with cognition as well. Most often, Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome is a condition that occurs in patients who abuse alcohol. Now, the other set of medical conditions that can occur from a vitamin B1 deficiency are the beriberi conditions. So beriberi conditions oftentimes have nonspecific symptoms. We're going to talk about those in this lesson. And then beriberi can be categorized further into wet beriberi, which is a cardiovascular condition. The cardiovascular system is affected. Or dry beriberi, which is a condition that affects the central and peripheral nervous systems. So the topic of this lesson is the beriberi condition. So we're going to talk about wet beriberi and dry beriberi. If you want more information on Wernicke-Korsakoff syndromes, please check out my lessons on those topics. Let's first talk about the pathophysiology behind wet beriberi. Why does wet beriberi occur? Now, in a situation where there is decreased thiamine, this may lead to peripheral vasodilation. And what happens is the vessels, your blood vessels, actually increase, they dilate. And what this does is essentially decreases your blood pressure. So if you don't have something that is pushing on the blood you're opening up the volume, and this is going to decrease the pressure in the cardiovascular system. This is going to lead to a variety of issues. First, it's going to require an increased cardiac output. Because you're essentially decreasing the pressure within the cardiovascular system, within the pipes of your cardiovascular system, your heart's going to need to pump more, pump harder, to get blood to specific tissues and organs. And over time, this increased cardiac output can lead to overuse injury. And that overuse injury is going to cause high output heart failure and dilated cardiomyopathy. So dilated cardiomyopathy is where the muscles in the heart walls become weak and floppy. So when learning about dilated cardiomyopathy, you're going to come across beriberi as one of the causes. Now, the pathophysiology behind dry beriberi is different. In the case of dry beriberi, decreased thymine levels can lead to issues and effects on the nervous system. So the central nervous system includes the brain and the spinal cord. We talked about Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome being a condition that affects the central nervous system. Dry beriberi can affect elements of both. It can affect the central nervous system and peripheral nervous system. So what happens in dry beriberi is that the decreased thymine levels can lead to demyelination of neurons. Demyelination is where the myelin sheath on the neurons is lost. So the myelin sheath is the fatty insulation that covers the axon of a neuron. It helps with neural conductivity. So in dry beriberi, there is loss of that myelin sheath. There is demyelination. But when those neurons are actually looked at, there's no inflammation present. It is a non-inflammatory process. So this is what occurs in dry beriberi. Now, before we actually get to the condition of beriberi, there are certain early symptoms of thymine deficiency. These are some of the first symptoms that occur in a vitamin B1 deficiency. Some of these include fatigue, anorexia, and weight loss, so a decreased appetite and a subsequent loss in weight, abdominal discomfort, so this can not so much be a pain, but there can be some discomfort in the abdomen. It can be diffuse as well. Patient may feel more irritable than usual, and they may have issues with decreased short-term memory, so these can all occur as early symptoms of a thymine deficiency. Now, when a patient does progress to beriberi, again, depending on which type of beriberi they actually have, they're going to have different clinical features. With wet beriberi, again, this is a high output heart failure and dilated cardiomyopathy. It's going to lead to particular signs and symptoms. One of them is going to be peripheral edema. So if the heart's not able to pump and bring back blood to the heart, 
there's going to be loss of fluid from the blood vessels into the interstitial space, and this is going to lead to peripheral edema. And then subsequently, there can also be issues with shortness of breath and chest pain as well due to that cardiomyopathy. So these are some of the clinical features of wet beriberi. And it's called wet beriberi because it involves the cardiovascular system. It involves fluid. So patients are going to be fluid overloaded. They're going to be fluid overloaded in their extravascular space. So that is the reason why we call this wet beriberi. Now with dry beriberi, it doesn't affect the cardiovascular system, it affects the nervous system. So some symptoms of dry beriberi include peripheral neuropathy. What's going to be found in dry beriberi is symmetric paresthesias. Paresthesias are burning and tingling sensations. Oftentimes it's going to be found in the extremities, so the hands and the feet. And it's going to be symmetric, so it's going to occur on both sides of the body. Now this burning and tingling sensation oftentimes may be worse at night with dry beriberi. We can also see muscle pain occurring with dry beriberi as well. So leg cramps, and then with prolonged thymine deficiency and worsening of the dry beriberi, arm cramping will then occur as well. Along with the muscle pain, there can be muscle weakness, there can be hand and foot drops, and then there can be muscle atrophy. So the muscles can atrophy as well. And then when looking or doing a physical examination on patients, they oftentimes are going to have decreased reflexes. How are these conditions diagnosed and treated? So oftentimes there's going to be a clinical diagnosis. So by taking a history, finding those risk factors that may be the cause of why a patient may have vitamin B1 or thymine deficiency, and then some of the signs and symptoms we talked about before is oftentimes going to be what a clinician uses to make the diagnosis. But there are some other laboratory investigations that can also be made. One of them is known as a transketolase activity measurement. So what happens is with a transketolase activity measurement, there is a before measurement, a prior measurement, and then there is thymine pyrophosphate that is added, and then there's an after measurement. So transketolase activity is measured before, then the thymine pyrophosphate is added, then transketolase activities assess or measure after the addition. If there's more than a 25% increase in activity, this is considered abnormal. This would help support a diagnosis of beriberi. And then a direct thymine measurement can also be used. So oftentimes it's going to be a mixture of these diagnostic methods. Now, how do clinicians treat this condition? Oftentimes a clinician is going to treat beriberi by using thymine. So 100 to 200 milligrams of IV thymine or giving thymine by mouth three times a day is going to be the treatment. And oftentimes this is going to continue until symptoms improve or plateau. And then as the symptoms continue to improve, there's going to be subsequent doses of 10 milligrams of thymine per day until complete recovery. So in some cases, beriberi can be reversed by treatment. So giving thymine, replacing the thymine that has been lost can help reverse some of those signs and symptoms we talked about before. And then oftentimes the time for how long to give thymine is based on how long it takes for the patient to recover and to resolve some of their symptoms. So if you want to learn more about other vitamin deficiencies, please check out my lessons on those topics. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe for more lessons like this one. Thank you so much for watching and I hope to see you next time.